I myself, the producer of this podcast, is not eligible to diagnose anyone with a mental health disorder. This podcast is purely for artists discussing the mental health hurdles they struggle with on a daily basis. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Where Is My Mind podcast. I'm host and creator of the podcast, Christopher Arangio. I fancy myself a writer. That's a weird way of saying it, but I do. I, I, I consider myself a writer-actor at, at the end of the day. I went to school for writing, directing, acting, all of the above, and I fell in love with the concepts of telling a story, whether it be writing, editing, or acting. So I know a thing or two about writer's block, and so does Matthew. And that's what we'll be discussing today on this episode. Matthew is a writer-director based in New York. I don't know how many of you are writers out there. Some people I know don't believe in writer's block. And I think it's tough to get over sometimes and the mental hurdles you have to do to get over that and accomplish it and eventually get to the other side is daunting, but some people have done it. So without further ado, please listen to our episode on writer's block and the mental stages of getting over it. What's going on, man? Um, so a question I ask everyone um, first off the bat is... Um, have you gone to therapy before? Are you in therapy? And what are your, what are your thoughts about it as an, as an artist? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> that I feel like, like, I know I need to, I need to try it. And it's just, I keep pushing it off. And I don't know if it's like afraid of like what people would like think or like afraid to like express myself to someone, but it's definitely something I'm looking to try in the near future, just eventually. Yeah, I think we like live in a world where we, you know, I, I know you're saying you're worried about what people may think, but I, I think we live in a world where it's very, you know, I think people are, are a little bit more accepting of it than than most. But if you're talking more so like certain people closer to you may think that way, then yeah, that's always that's always tough. So, so you've never got you've never gone. You said, and you're you're you know you're. Look Okay. Yeah, it's it's like I have this I, I guess I just don't want people to like look at you differently. I'm like this like happy guy all the time and like I don't want people to think like something's wrong or anything like that. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, no, for the for I mean you're from what I've seen of your work and you know, your Instagram, you're a very visually your 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 art is very visual and very cinematic and i could just kind of tell things you post we like all that like we i think we've talked about like shows and stuff like that so it makes sense as to like what you know you you enjoy um like we kind of seem to enjoy the same like you're wearing an a24 hat like i love <laughs> yeah you know like i love those, those films yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah no it's it's interesting i think most artists um feel i don't know i think most artists are more sensitive than not and but the word sensitive is just so um oh, it's such like a i think there's such a negative connotation to that so you know i think we're a little more thin-skinned because we just we're putting everything out on you know we're we're ready to how do i say it like we're just ready to kind of like put our insecurities and put our fears on paper and sort of speak. And then like, we're going to expose it to the world. And like, we were just talking a little bit off air, your film hunting bears, you know, at the time we're recording this, it's going to be in a festival, but maybe by the time it comes out, 
it'll be hunting bears will be maybe online or maybe somewhere else but um you know that's that was a very that's a very i think that kind of touches i wouldn't say mental health in a way but there are certain characters in there that are very you know that are struggling with self-identify you know identity identity crisis yeah i wrote that before like all the quarantine and everything so a lot of people ask like did you write that because like you're isolated i was like no that's just how i feel sometimes yeah (laughs) yeah secluded from everything that's insane and so how old were you when you wrote that um uh, that was 20 21 yeah early 20s it's really good because you i i think i met you or came in contact with you through um an actress i worked with Mm -hmm. um katie maluski um and you know she's great like i think she's roughly around your age and you know i i'm kind of in awe of like you know people who are you know 10 years younger than me and they're so very and i I hate to bring up age into it because like when i was when i was younger i didn't i guess have the confidence to be like all right this is kind of who i am as a filmmaker I'm finally finding that now at at 34, you know, like I'm kind of, I feel like I'm feeling that now or I'm finding that now. Um, You know, I think how old were you when you first were like, I want to be a, I want to, I want to write, I want to direct. Do you act at all? I I originally, that's how it all started. I was 16 and I, I guess at first I wanted to do it to be like, like, I want to be famous. I want to like do all that. So I was like, I'm going to try to be an actor. And then, so I went to a, like a high school film class and I like with the intention of becoming an actor, like outside of it, but I sort of, I, I slowly fell into like filmmaking and writing and being able to tell the story and made it, it's more than just having your name out there. It's like, yeah. it's, it's self-expression. It's being able to like tell stories and make people feel a certain way. It all started actually when, I don't remember how old I was, but when I saw Interstellar in the theaters, that's when I was like, you could like really make people feel certain ways after watching a film. Like, yeah, that, I don't even know what film really made me feel like that. I feel like at a young age, I was just always a big fan of movies, like thanks to my grandparents. And then, yeah, when I was around like 21, I was like, I'm, you know, I haven't gone to college yet. I've been working kind of full time. What do I want to do? My mom's like, well, you like movies. I was like, yeah, but my mom's actually the one that told me that also. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to moms, man. Yeah, um, but I was kind of like, you know, what do I, you know, can I make like my love for something like an actual career and hobby, or a hobby for a career actually at first because I'm going to school for it and everyone thinks it's a hobby, but I mean, how hard you work, it's definitely not a it's definitely not a hobby. You know, I feel like hobbies are like things that you kind of go to get away to kill some time. Like, you know, you're invest your people like yourself, myself, like we're investing a lot of money in time. Like even, even money, like you may raise for, for films, you still got to spend money to put it into festivals and you still have to spend money into promoting it, you know? Yeah. Festival prices get up there a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's just, people have no idea how much they really cost on the, the back end of it after a film i agree done shooting. and yeah that's how much you should add that into your budget your overall budget um so would you then i guess today in 2022 are you a writer director first and foremost do you would you ever dabble in acting again um what what what's your what's your right now what's your first love 
Uh, writer director, definitely. Uh, I I don't think I'm really interested in acting anymore. That's sort of a thing for the past. I yeah, I'm more just behind the camera. I feel the same way, but reverse. Um, I start off writer director, and I'm directing something you know in the summertime just because it was something that I wrote in the beginning of quarantine, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I wrote it with a buddy of mine. I want to do it, but directing isn't really. Um, isn't really, I'm not really fond of directing that much. I don't, you know, I, I guess I get a little self-conscious about, am I a good director? Have I, do I get to push my actors, you know, but writing, I, I will wear that badge proudly. Um, and I know today we're talking about, we're just talking about the overall, you know, I just wrote writer's block, but I want to kind of talk more about like, you know, does, does, you know, cause some people don't think writer block, writer, writer's block exists, um, you know, what contributes, what contributes to it. And, you know, some maybe for you and I, like some mental exercises to kind of like get through that. So have you experienced writer's block and how uh, do you, do you experience it a lot? Yeah, uh, pretty often. Actually, I just got out of a big block of around, <laughs> I would say probably like a year and a half. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. I wow. just sort of like, like I would, I would start scripts. I would do this thing where I would start writing and I would give up on like page 30. Like there's nothing else here. Like I, yeah, I would come up with these like ideas of like, this is the one I'll tell everybody. Like, this is the one, like, we're going to be making this. I'm so excited for this. And then like three days later, I'm like, nope, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. I, man, that that's all too, that's all too relatable. Um, I don't know how many times I'll think like, and so before I ask this question, do you, I'll pose it with another one do you how often are you thinking about like ideas like in a 24 hour or like you're up for like 18 hours let's say or however long you are I don't know how much you need to sleep or whatever but the time you're awake how often are you thinking about new concepts new ideas um you know even in like your day-to-day life you hear a song or you watch something and you're like well this could spin off that or like you just hear about a situation like for example, when I first, when I watched the first, I only watched the first John Wick. I never watched any other movies, but the first John Wick, when like that cleaning crew comes up to like pick up dead bodies and gets paid in gold, I'm like, that could be a thing in itself, like that. So that's kind of that's the example for the audience and for you. Like, you ever like watch something, hear something, or even in your head you're thinking of something like this would be fucking cool. How often do you do that a day? Um, I would say probably too often. Like maybe like like at least every hour like i'm thinking like yeah it's it's like it's like this voice in my head that like i can't get rid of like it's like okay but that's fun like you're having fun now what do you want to write in tomorrow or something like yeah it's, it's sort of like like i lose sleep a lot of the time like i'll wake up at like four in the morning and i'll be like i didn't finish a script yesterday what why not like it's it's a it's I guess it's a blessing and a curse. Like it's good to be working, but like, I feel like too often it's like, it's draining a lot of the time. Oh yeah. I think it, it, um, it affects, like, yeah, I feel like my mind's always racing. And then like my wife is like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm just thinking about X, Y, and Z, you know? Um, it's always interesting when, you know, cause I know you're in a relationship, correct? Yeah. And I, I don't know if your girl, Oh, nice. Nice. So I'm sure, you know, you're, your partner has been like, um, Matt, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like we're out to dinner. 
we're going to watch a movie. There's no need. You should be thinking about another movie. As like a horror director, also like I'll just say these like really like disturbing, messed up things. Like I'll be like, what if like the knife fell off the table at the restaurant and like killed someone? And then she just starts you like, dude, we're at a really nice place. Can you just stop? Yeah, see, I try. I, so your genre is more horror thriller. Yeah, I'm trying to sort of broaden out, but that's where I'm. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty dope, dude. I, 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 I don't know. I've loved like comedy. I, I think I, I find myself funny. I don't know if I might be the only one to be honest with you. I just talk shit, and everyone's like, okay. I, I waste all my material on my wife, and she's like, okay. I've heard this already. Um. But I've tried like with my roles, certain roles, like I, I got cast in a film slow burn. That was definitely, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's, I... so that's when I, Katie actually sent it to me. She was like, my friend's a really great actor. And I watched that and I emailed you the exact night that I wanted to work. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was the one thing that, that pushed my, that pushed the boundaries. Um, and who I, you know, that just kind of changed everything for me because before that I was doing goofy ass like comedies and then right after that I did little did she know with Katie and like the back-to-back was like that experience on Slowburn really helped me with my experience and my the success with little did she know and all that so I get where you're coming from where you want to kind of like broaden out but I think the things that you've sent me uh personally I know you want to broaden out as an artist so you can like challenge yourself but like dude uh, I think you're fucking good where you're at <laughs> right right now. I'm, and I'm not telling you, like, stay there and don't grow. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just like, dude, I'm so very – and I'm not just – I don't want anyone thinking I'm blowing smoke up people's ass. Like I said, I've never met you in person before. Yeah, we've chatted. But, like, the work I've seen you do, like, man, I, I was – you know, I went to bat for Hunting Bears in the festival because it's like – it is a long film. But, like, this – I've seen other films in the festival that are, like, 35 minutes. And, like, all of it is just – like, it's just – not good i don't want to say it's dog shit but it's not good yours is extremely cinematic your posters your the editing style the sound design you, like you kind of like you know you you got i feel like you knew that story inside and out um i think a little more than a year in pre-production just like actually yeah my composer that i work with ben we worked together mm-hmm. for a long time but we would like just even he's the composer, but he would like throw ideas at me and I would throw ideas at him and we would just talk it over. My cinematographer, Kyle, we would go back and forth all the time until we had like the right like look to it. Like we were certain of what we wanted when we went into that film. Yeah, that's, I think there's, there's something so satisfying about knowing every element of what you want your film to be um, inside and out. You know, I think that's what, what, what really makes it, um, what makes it really good. Um, so yeah, so you had a, a, you had a, a a blockage for a year and a half. How did, how did you get out of it? What, what, what helped you get out of it? Um, I would say the biggest thing was patience, like not rushing it, um, just sort of waiting for it to come to me rather than trying to create it out of nothing. Like I would like with my first feature film, like I looked at a pillow with a picture of a cow on it and I was like, okay, that's like I got the inspiration right there like it just it comes out of nowhere a lot of the time and I was my problem was that I was trying to rush it I was like just like I said before just writing to write I feel like not with any solid concept in mind 
or I would write out these like. That was the cattle. Was it the cattle farmer? And Katie was a part of that, right? Yeah. So I remember. Okay. So that's how the, this timeline went. Katie was like, right after Little Did You Know, she's like, I'm going to upstate New York to film the cattle farmer. She sent me photos. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, what? Is, you're wearing a mask. You're doing it. And she's like, it is awesome. Then, then she reached out to me about um, hunting bears. And I read the script in one night, which. I hate to admit, um, if people send me scripts, I, I necessarily don't read it. And one, especially features, features. I, 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 I try to read features in one sitting. Like I, I try to, but it's mo- it's mainly like I try to read it on my lunch break. Not if I read it at nine o'clock at night. Um, because I'm you know, old man now. I guess I'm just like fading the fuck away, and I'm fading away, and I'm tired. But I, I have like really bad ADHD, so I, I just like sitting there and reading a script. It's like- I think I do too, honestly. Like I'm not, I'll I'll never, I think I'm finally coming to terms that, yeah, I definitely have ADD because literally I'll do these interviews. Like I did one last night and she's this photographer was amazing. She's, you know, talking to me about something, how she lived in (laughs) Rhode Island and out of nowhere in the middle of her story. I was like, do you go to Maine? Have you ever been to Maine? Like I just said that out of nowhere and she, we were had a laugh about, but it's, I get what you're saying with the ADD, just trying to sit down and and, you know, and I was listening to certain music while I was reading. When I read certain scripts, I'll read music. Like I was in a I, I, I was in like four scenes in a feature um, this in 2021. And it was fun, you know, and I was I played the, the you know, the four scenes I was in. I had roles. They wrote me a scene or two on set, which was pretty dope. But you try to get in. You try to listen to music. You try to set the modes. But, yeah, I read Hunting Bears all the way through. And Katie's like, you know, Katie was very much like this kid. He is a kid like he's really really good like like give it a read i was like okay and then i remember you telling me the role i i was i was gonna have i was like oh that's pretty like it's pretty dope because i was just coming off a role now, I, I won't say anything i don't want to spoil it but yeah it was very much like slow burn-esque if people have seen it they'll know what i'm talking about um with my character anyway uh, so i think i loved what you said about how you let the you let it come to you instead of you reaching at forcing it out um because i i kind of try that really hard like i've had this idea for this film for a lot a while which i I may pitch to you when we're off air um but no because it's definitely your your mode but i've tried really hard to like and i've also and i don't know about you for me i've used to not want to ask other writers for like hey can you kind of help me out and like we'll do like this co-writing thing I always felt like I needed like, cause I think I felt like writing was my thing. So I need to write all of it. You know, like I just recently watched a show, uh, the, the limited series on HBO, the white Lotus. I don't know if you heard of it or saw it. And one guy wrote all of it. Cause usually on those, you know, on these shows, I know you and I love Atlanta. Um, they have five, six, they have, they have a room full of writers. The white Lotus had like one guy wrote it. And I'm, that kind of is like, wow, like that, it's not envious, but it's like, holy shit, like that's really, that's really impressive, you know? I think I'll ever want to write TV just because it's like so much over and over. like, if you think about like 60 pages per episode, just like, so I don't know, I, yeah, I think sticking so to Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because, and it, but it's also if... Yeah, if if you have a few writers on staff and con or you know, I don't even know what you would call it, but just people who can provide content, 
um, for that stuff. I think that would be because, yeah, like one of my favorite shows is like Sopranos. That's an hour long, you know. Yeah, growing up, like certain some of these shows on HBO are hour long, 40 minutes, and you got to produce that every week. Like, and it's got to be consistent. It's tough. TV is really tough. Um, so you do believe, so you do believe writer block, writer's block exists. Okay. Some people don't, um, for whatever reason they think it's, it, I, I just, and I'm, I'm, I'm just saying some of my friends don't think that, you know, I could see where people come from. It's sort of because the thing is, it's like, it's sort of like a thing you make yourself, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you're the one that's going to start it and you're the one that's going to end it. Like it's a sort of. Yeah, you make it up. Yeah, it's 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 made up in your head, so to speak, you know, and it's I've obviously with the Internet, it's kind of drawn out more where like there are like I've seen Facebook groups where it's like, oh, you know, how to come over writer's block or people, you know, making Instagram posts like of writer's block, you know, but you're right. It's very, you know, so what what inspires you to like what would inspire um, Matthew Robert Vincini? I'm pronouncing your last name right. Correct. All right. Thank God. Oh no, oh, dude! My last name is like Orange O Orango. I'm like it's Orangio. It's not that hard. They're like, no, but it is. Um, but yeah, um, what what the hell was I gonna ask you? Sorry, I'm trying to do too many jokes. Um, no, I was. What were you saying? What What did I say? Please tell me because I forgot. Yeah. So what inspired? Like what? Because you were saying, joking around, like you know, you go out to dinner with your girlfriend and. And you're like, well, what if that knife just like landed on that fucking like child's head who's yelling and, and, and screaming and being a little pain in the ass? And she's like, all right, that's enough. What ins- but what inspires you? Like when you sit down, like is it, is it music? Is it other films? Is it, is it art? Like is it painting? Is it photography? Like what has been your main source of inspiration lately? I think watching really, really unique original films is what's, what inspires me because I never like – a lot of movies like recycle and use the same story, but then like I see a movie yes. like like It Follows or something that just like change like it's like who thinks of that like I want to think of something like that. Yeah. That's what really gets me behind the computer trying to write something new, just seeing unique voices and wanting to hop in that crowd and make. That's so okay. So. Yeah, I, I would say more. I would say other movies for me inspire me as well. I know people get inspired um, by by music, by art, like paint. I want to say music as well. Like I would like like hear definitely like my favorite band's Radiohead, and they have very like cinematic type music, sort of like yeah. very visual in your mind. Like you could like watch a movie in your head while you're listening to one of their albums. So music. I get like that with um, man, like Frank Ocean. I get like that with. Um, there's this one song called I post about it all the fuck time. Like I want to cut my reel to it. It's this song called 2020, but the last twenty, the last two zeros are asterisks. It's by Matt Kerex, K E R K E S. I'm just gonna say that and. I, I, I don't know how many times I would like at two in the morning, I'll, I'll blast that driving somewhere. And I'm like, man, this is like, this feels like something, you know, or yeah, you listen to, you do listen to, you come across music, but Frank Ocean for me is lately has been like, um, I watched that movie Swan song with Mahershala Ali and they had the, his rendition of moon river in it. And I was like, 
now every time I hear that song, it just reminds me of this of this this piece of this scene in this film, you know. Um, so for you, what what contributes to your to writer's block? Is it, you know, um, your if you have depression, anxiety, um, ADHD, like you said, um, anything of those, you know, and and please, like you know, be be open as as you want to be, like don't don't and but you don't have to answer if you don't want to, and you know, to lead off, I'll help you, like my my what's going on in my life dictates what what's going on like i always talk about a lot but like the last six months specifically have been very horrible for me if i'm going to be very real with you so i can't create i haven't been able to create like yeah i'm doing this podcast but it's it's been more therapeutic and i'm getting to know a lot of like different artists now and i hope like every time after an interview i'm like i want to work with this person you know (laughs) um but like for you like if if you have gone through pain or or anguish because you're like you're and I don't get mad at me for bringing up the age I only say it because I have like I have you know I know a few people who are like five ten years younger than me I work with or whatever and they're like going through like growing pains in the sense of like figuring out who their friends are and figuring out where they where they're supposed to be in this world and I went through all that <laughs> in my 20s too you know and I'm still going through it so what what contributes to your writer's block, if if anything, depending on like the severity of it? Um, well, it's a few things I would say. Uh, I mean, to go back to my last one, I was working at a job that like like I didn't want to do. I was working for a news company. They're great people, and it was like it was good work. But like, I like would go there and I'd be like, I could be using this time to be like writing and stuff. And then like mm-hmm. I would only have about like two out like an hour a day to write something. So that really took a toll on it and like really messed me up like creatively like I didn't really have the energy to like shoot anything or really just get to just like sit down and write stuff I was just like like ingesting all this like bad news all day and yeah oh man I couldn't imagine I don't watch the news so I couldn't imagine working yeah I don't anymore after that so I left there and that's that helped me a lot and I was able to really sort of I'm still working to get back on my feet to write again and sort of how I used to be but that was definitely a main factor in it another big thing is just the thought of like failure like because like we were talking about before like it's expensive to make movies it's like the prices for everything is so high and like what if I write all this I film all this like put so much money into it like is this the one that's gonna like is it gonna be worth it in the end like am I gonna make anything out of this or is it just like gonna go to like two festivals and like get like five views on YouTube that always always scares me like just the thought of like not like putting in all the work and then like okay I'm back here now after all of that and starting it all yeah, I mean, that's kind of, uh, I feel like that's a very common theme with um, with a lot of artists, no matter no matter their, you know, their age or how long they've been here or anything like that. I think, you know, it's a fear is like making sure that people like it. Like I get into the space of like, you know, when it's weird when the script, I think this only happens to me and it sounds like it happens to you while like it's in the process of actually writing. Like 
when you start writing and you're in the middle of a project that's all this like well they're even gonna like it at festivals it's like dude like slow your roll it might not even get to festivals you know yeah let's make it first because that in itself is a fucking handful you know so it's like you know yeah it's always like are they gonna even watch it like is it gonna get 10 views is it gonna get three likes on facebook from my family and that's it like you know like like where is this gonna be and it's like no you know it needs to it needs to you know it's gonna be you know a little you gotta what am i trying to say you need to I think take it step by step, you know, and not let all the like the potential future quote unquote issues that you're projecting stunt you from writing. I think it's a way of like psyching yourself out, you know. Another filmmaker I know about this and he made a feature to it. Like he's around the same age as me and we both made features very young and he's having the same problem as me. Like, because like with mine, like I, I got it onto Amazon Prime and I had a few screenings with it and but like the like the bad reviews are always going to be there and like it's going to like it it I know I shouldn't let it get to me but it it gets to you like people just judging it from the outside who like don't know like how much work you put into it how much work all these yeah. people did so like I don't know like I guess it's like like that idea came to me so quick, but now I'm so careful to choose my next idea. Like this is my second one. Like I'm gonna like I need to make it good, or I'm gonna be all the way back at the start again. So it's just like doing it all again, I guess, and like trying to sort of like just hmm, sort of I guess trying to top the first one. I guess is it? yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, you have what, two features? You have a, how many features under your belt do you have? One, and then you have a, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I think, you know, you're going to be able to, and I'm sure you've seen this, like, you, cattle farmer, and then hunting bears, right? Because those are the two projects I know about. Um, I'm sure you look at them, and you're like, yes, cattle farmer is my first feature, but you look at hunting bears and you're like, this is what I learned from all the failures and we're and uh, not failures, but every project I look at. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'm not trying to be, so, uh, I'm not trying to be a negative fuck, but I'm just saying like, you know, I'll look at a film and I'm like, one of mine, I'm like, dude, the audio is dog shit. Or I'm like, I'm like, I'm, but I'm hypercritical, dude. I, I think the cattle farmer was the audio guy quit the day before we shot. So I did the audio and I did, that probably didn't that wasn't helping a lot because you got to focus on directing dude yeah yeah jesus christ yeah you're a one man wrecking crew essentially um but no yeah it's it's yeah it's and i don't know if you go through this too you know um of being like hypercritical of your of your work you know trimming the fat you know on an edit is tough or and a script it's you know it's it's tough to do like do i really want to get rid of this scene or like i really believe in this scene or all that you know like and i don't know man it's it's weird like you mentioned earlier like you love you love projects that are kind of like slow burnish not the movie just like that's the term i very like which i didn't know it was a fucking term um <laughs> but it's just a very like you know it's a very like drawn out like it's not happening every you know what i find fascinating or interesting in stories and scripts you're not you may not or you may or like my 
you know, I watch certain things. Like I, I don't watch Atlanta with my wife because she's like, she just, she even said like, I don't think I would really get it. You know, she needs, or like the things I write that have open endings. She's like, I hate that. Like I need closure. But if there's a, if there's a story I write where the closure is my character dies and she's like, well, I hate, I don't want that, you know? So it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, you know, like it's it's interesting that you know some people's take on projects, you know, are are never the same. But I'm hypercritical of everything I do, you know, because I want it to be the best, and I think that can hurt. That can hurt. That could harm and help sometimes. But for me, it's more harmful because I'm like, I'm like, man, like I'm just I'm I'm giving too much a shit about this when like people are saying like, no, nah, dude, like this is okay, like we can move on, or like this is a good good final result. I'm I'm like that with hunting bears. Like people will tell me, like, "Oh, you did so good on it. It's amazing." But like, I'm like, if I could go back, I would change so much, and I would do so much different. And, and I think that's something that you can add to your next project, though, or or you know, what I'm saying, like, you know, that's what so. hunting bears is. It's the result of what I learned from what I didn't do. Yes, and then what you're gonna do next is gonna, you know, you you're gonna learn and take from hunting bears, and you're gonna do that, you know, so. Do you do any mental exercises um, to get out of a funk um, for for writing? Do you? Because I know you dabble in photography, right? Or not dabble? Like I want to say dabble. Like, do you do a lot of photography? It's, it's definitely like an escape for me. Like I like I'm big on old film cameras and like shooting on film and just being able to just like shoot super. I want to learn how to shoot. I know it's expensive. Uh, everyone tells me who shoots on film is really expensive. So maybe if I get a bump in my paycheck, I'll do, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 but I wanted to learn how to shoot on film and like, just go out and shoot film. So, so like, would you say photography or anything else? Um, do you play music or anything? I, I just, yeah, I didn't even see it. I just guessed. You just seem like the type of person that like does all forms of art. So, so then do you, do you play, like, do you, yeah do you what do you do to get out of a funk like you said you had that year and a half funk and i know you said you let it come to you but like during that time were you what did you do to kind of get out of it like do you would you well first of all i know i'm throwing a lot at you i'm sorry where do you usually write your scripts do you have a do you have a home office or a desk in your room or uh say like they have like a particular spot i'll write wherever i am like if i have i've written scripts like on my break at work in the break room on my laptop i've written in hot i found hotels to be like have you ever rented a room in a hotel for like a weekend and just wrote or now or is it when you're like traveling and shit yeah like if i'm there i'm 100 gonna write i'm gonna take advantage of it like the entire time i'm okay nice do you ever go if you're ever on vacation? Do you write? I try not to. I try not to bring my camera. I like to take a break a lot of the time, just sort of not think about having to worry what's going to come next, and just sort of live in the moment for like that mm -hmm. weekend or week. Yeah. Are you? Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's me. Like I'm a big, big basketball fan. Like I played basketball. I I'm a big. You're a bit, yeah, no, you're a bit, I see you posting Yankee stuff. My stepdad, my wife, in-laws are all, all diehard Yankee fans. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, 
I'll try to like kind of like veg out and chill and like watch a game, you know, just to kind of like, you know, kind of not that wouldn't necessarily get me out of the funk. But I, I interrupted you before. So what does get you out of a funk, you know, rather than letting it come to you is do you have a go to, you know, you know, do you. I don't know, some people like for me, I'll smoke and I'll just chill and I'll have a good time. You know, I work in cigars, so maybe I'll have a cigar or I, I'll try to do stuff that maybe isn't so necessarily artistic. Um, what What are some of your go to, I guess, um, go to traits for for, you know, um, doing mental exercises? Um, I like a big thing for me is just going for walks. Like I'll go on like a hike just by myself. Like I'll drive to like the nearest hiking trail and just walk for like, and like just sort of like just empty my mind. I like to just sort of escape and just be with nature a lot of the time, just being outside, like playing baseball with my brother or something, or just playing golf, whatever, just sort of, I guess, I guess the outdoors is sort of how I sort of just recollect myself and just sort of, yeah same with me yeah i'm i'm i I grab a camera and i go you know um and i try to really yeah like when i'm outside i try i mean i bring my phone just in case some shit (laughs) happens some shit happens but you know getting lost or some shit or whatever you never know the woods are fucking you know you wrote a story about it the goddamn woods you know so you you understand it um but no, yeah, I, I try to really like put my phone in my pocket. Um, and Another just... big thing is watching movies that aren't serious. Like, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll go back to watch what I watched when I was a kid. And, you know, I'll, I'll be like, fuck it. Pop on Toy Story or, you know, Boy Meets World. Who are some of your favorites? Oh yeah, well he's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell just by your personality. Like you're very like you seem you talk very chill. But I feel like you de- like you said, you have a fucked up mind. So yeah, like Tom Segura, John Mulaney. John Mulaney, his delivery is amazing. The what was I don't know, I know it's not called this, but the Tom Jones bit where he's like diner at six AM is probably his most like favorite is one of my favorite. Did you ever see the show Yes. Did you watch the show Crashing? Okay. It's with Pete Holmes. I don't know if you're familiar with Pete Holmes. He did Bad Man and all that. Yeah, John Mulaney's on it a few episodes and he's really he plays such a dick on the show and I don't know. I don't think he's a dick in real life. Yeah, they're really, really funny. Um and then yeah, Tom Segura, he does a podcast with his wife, which is really fucking funny. So yeah, yeah, no, I think yeah, I like Bill Burr. Um Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, Sebastian Maniscalco is funny because like my mom we're Italian, so like my mom I'm assuming you're Italian by your last name. Okay. <laughs> so you'll all right, yeah, that's funny. Um yeah, no, so I um my mom sent me like the Italian wedding by Sebastian Maniscalco or like people answering the door twenty years versus today and like you know that or like listening to old like Don Rickles where he would just slaughter people like I think that's a great if it if it makes you laugh I think it's a great way like I keep telling people I guess I I don't I'm not gonna say it's a guilty pleasure anymore I grew up with it and I loved it, it was the Rush Hour movies 
Um, the second one is like I I ended I watched the second one a while ago. Like I rewatched it. I, I turned to my wife. I was like, "Fuck, this is the movie I quote absolutely the most all the time, every day." I was, and she's like, "You're fucking crazy." But like you know, I, there's just those movies like you said that get you out of that like that weird ass I guess funk that you may be in. Um, you know, so. Do you do any writing exercises before breaking through writer's block or is it, would that kind of defeat the purpose? Um, I liked, well, actually I wrote a feature when I got out of my writer's block. The way I did it was I told myself if I have a lot to write or like nothing to write, I'm going to write 10 pages a day, not more, not less. And I'm just going to keep it at that. And I feel like that helped me so much being able to just write 10 pages, close my laptop, put it away and be able to just think on it and just come back to it whenever I'm ready to. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I think that's one thing I'm still learning now is like, you can't force out writing, you know, it just has to come to, you know, like I have a thousand ideas and until one, like one, I can't stop thinking about. And when I write it and it flows out, then I know I have something good, you know? So it's the right one. It's it's a very different from when you're forcing. Yes, yeah. So I haven't been I haven't forced shit in a in a long time because I just don't I don't know I don't I I feel like if I force it it won't be a good script. You know, looking so, at my desktop now, I see like twenty final draft documents that are forced scripts, <laughs> and like, they're I like I, it, they're, it's, it's bad, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, is there anything you would like to um, promote, like at your Instagram page or YouTube channel or anything of that nature? Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to be working on my YouTube channel. It's Matthew Vincini. I'm going to sort of document my next feature from the script all the way to festival submissions and festival screening. So I'm hoping to work on that a lot. And Hunting Bears will, like you said, will be screening at the Hang on to your shorts film festival. When, when... It's in a, it's a few weeks. It pro- this probably won't be out for then, unfortunately. Sorry. But <laughs> um but yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on and I'm excited for our next I'm excited for our next episode. So yeah, man. Um I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Thank you. Once again, this is Where Is My Mind, a podcast about mental health and the arts. I'm host and producer of the podcast, Christopher Arangio. All episodes will be available on Spotify. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and Amazon Music. Once again, this is Chris Arangio, and thank you for supporting.